0: Previously on The Game of Rassilon
1: The space-time event which is causing this time quake to ripple out into the vortex is a is a temporal paradox It is specifically the destruction of the same planet at multiple points along its own timeline The planet is earth and the moment that you are being pulled towards Is Sheffield, New Jersey May 16th? 2002 uh...
2: Hey, Dad. There was a. There was this man, Maddox, told me you had died and that we could fix it, but it would take. It would take the end of the world. And part of that was um, the, the
0: reactor. We've set it to go critical. Dad, do you remember when you showed me Back to the Future Part 2?
2: Of course, it's a classic.
0: Okay, and then do you remember the thousand times I showed it to you after that?
2: It got. Yeah.
0: Okay. Was- you're the biff. You
1: made me watch oh. you know this is really starting to become quite bothersome Elliot Elias! oh finally I'm glad that you're here to join us are you are you uh, have are you with us or have you decided to side with what is apparently your son I c- called that cool called I uh, didn't I say didn't I say if you stick with the plan your son will return to you he's
2: he's a liar all of it's a lie we have to stop what he and the fatalists are planning. Now.
1: You know Elliot, I really thought you would be one of the good ones, your, your wife had left you, your son is missing, I really thought I had a good grip. <sighs> Such a shame. And he pulls out his laser pistol, points it at Elliot, and fires.
3: Before he fires, because I want to get this out there, I am going to, the second he reaches down like he's grabbing a weapon, Mm -hmm. I'm going to bum rush him. So he might, I know he already got the shot off, according to the the audio, but like, uh, I want to at least try to knock him out of the way so the the laser doesn't hit Elliot.
1: So we're going to do, we'll do this as a contest. I'm going to have you roll strength and fighting. Because you are rushing it uh, at Maddox. And I'm going to have Maddox roll, uh, I think it's Coordination of Marksman, but let me double check. Yeah, it's Coordination of Marksman. So, Could uh, I make
3: the argument that I'm doing Coordination instead of Strength? Because I'm, I'm aiming my body towards his arm and not towards his body?
1: I like it. It's I like, it like where your head's at. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. You know what? gonna allow it. Cool. I don't know who that character was who responded, but uh, I agree with them. I but... do
3: know that he should avoid stingrays. Um, alright. Uh, okay, I'm gonna roll my coordination and fighting. First time for everything. Oh, okay. So that was, uh, so the the base roll was an 8, and I rolled a 6, so that would be a 14.
1: Okay, uh, Maddox rolled a 12. So you, uh, that would be a success. You knock uh, Maddox's arm and he fires, uh, kind of off, veers off to the side. Maddox looks at you and says, what in the name of sanity are you doing?
4: As he says that, Carrie takes the unloaded gun and just chucks it at his kneecap.
1: All right. <laughs> uh, go ahead and give me, that is definitely going to be coordination and... You are using marksman. That's not usually why people would roll marksman for a gun, but it is a ranged attack. So go ahead and give me coordination oh, and man. marksman. I have and a the-
4: zero for marksman.
1: Yay! <laughs> Can you help
4: me. You said uh, coordination, right?
1: Uh, yeah, coordination and marksman.
4: Okay. Yeah, we have a we have a total of twelve.
1: <laughs> total of twelve. So that um uh, that's gonna I'm gonna make that a uh. Uh, mm, it's technically it's a no, but do you want us to spend a story point to get it up to a yes, but?
4: Yeah, happy to.
1: Okay, um, so it goes up to a yes, but if you want to spend two story points, we'll go up to a. And we'll stick it with a yes, but I think yes, buts more interesting.
4: Yeah, I like I like yes, buts. Yeah. Uh,
1: who who does you know what who doesn't like a good yes, but? You yeah, uh, know who
4: doesn't like buts?
1: Improv schools. Y- Improvs yes, they don't uh, like it. No, they want you to roll <laughs> nine or above, for the yes and. Anyway, um. <clears throat> uh you throw the uh the ben, partially did, did disassembled. Did you just go through puberty? <laughs> uh I'll have to check on my supervisor. Um you f- <laughs> Sorry. You throw the partially disassembled uh weapon, the rifle at Maddox's knees, and you do hit the knees. Uh you only hit one knee, so he kind of drops down to one knee like he's getting ready to propose to the doctor. Um and then the gun kind of clatters to the ground
3: while he's distracted by the gun being thrown in his knee i'm gonna try to grab the pistol laser pistol from his hand mm-hmm.
1: okay so we're gonna make this a uh conflict we're gonna okay. call this uh i'm just gonna call this uh strength and resolve between the both of you
3: okay Okay, well, very rarely do I roll two attributes instead of a skill, but uh, I rolled, so I rolled, it was an eight to start with, uh, mm-hmm. nine, t- I got an 11. It's a tie. Okay, then I will spend story points if I have to.
1: <laughs> All right, that, that takes you up to a yes, but um, you are uh, able, to, uh, you're able to pull the pistol away from Maddox.
3: Okay, so I, I, I grab that and then I hold it in the air, but not like I'm going to fire it, but like a as a as a way of showing the other men with guns that I have de-escalated the conflict, like we're not going to fight anymore, this is done. I'm I saved this man. That's all we're
1: doing. One of the terrorists is now pointing their gun at Carrie because Carrie is the one who threw uh, the disarmed rifle across the room. Um, and there's na- there's a lot of tension in them. There's, there are guns pointed at people. There's a gun pointed at Carrie. One of the soldiers now turns to point the gun at you, and uh, Maddox just looks at you and says. You're going to give me my pistol back. And you're going to let me kill that man. And you're going to let me destroy the Earth. And you're going to let everyone else who's also destroying the Earth also destroy the Earth. And uh, and then afterwards I'm thinking muffins. Yeah, um,
3: I-, I think I agree with all of that except for nothing but the muffins.
1: It's a strange definition
2: of all of that. Uh, Elliot, I think, is going to stand up, sort of hands raised, and look around to everybody in the room and say, I... I have a different, I have a different idea. Um, this man, and he points to Maddox, has lied to all of you. Laura, Steve, VJ, they, and he's looking at each of these people with the guns, because he knows all of them. He's worked with them, like, every day. He's, he's, he lied. My, my son's not back because of what he did, and we have to stop it. We were wrong, and we. But, but, but we got to fix it. We can't. We can't blow up this town. It's insane.
1: Uh, go ahead and roll presence and convince. Ooh, a classic. Yeah. And I don't think. I don't think you have voice of authority. You do no, not. No.
2: I have a yeah. true connection to Travis. Does that help?
1: Um. Ooh. You do have a true connection to Travis, but it's not Travis you're trying to win over. Travis is probably already on your side.
3: Yeah, he's, 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 do... on, he's on the side of the cause.
2: Fair. But I do have an obligation to the Fatalists. We're all, mm-hmm. we know each other. So is there any way yeah. that that bond would help?
1: Um...
2: Because I'm not, I'm not looking great.
1: I will let you have a plus two for that.
2: Yes, okay, so it's big ol' nine.
1: A big ol' nine?
2: We love a single digit. Um... <laughs>
1: <laughs> in this but house, I will. I adventure.
2: will give you some some story points.
1: Okay, okay. So in order to in order to convince them, you would need to spend th- one, two, three story points.
2: I'll spend two to keep things spicy.
1: It's a no, but so I'll spend three um,
2: to not have a no, but because that's insane. Sorry,
1: I mean I mean uh, yes, but oh oh yeah, the yes buts. Yeah, sorry. yeah. Two two takes you to yes, but it's um, drama.
2: You need that. Yeah
1: you look around and there's the two of the, two of the terrorists with the rifles, a couple more who are not armed at computer terminals. And you can see them all kind of, kind of looking around and looking at each other. And they, one by one, they start to pull off their masks. And uh, Elliot and Travis, you recognize these as people, people around town. There is Jane who runs the local uh, co-op. There is uh, Sanjay who uh, is a local carpenter. There. Uh, is uh, David, who is uh, your teacher at school, Travis. Uh, one of your teachers at school. And they're starting to pull off their masks. But there are also people who uh, are not taking off their masks. They're, there's a couple of people who are kind of doubling down, and they're kind of standing steadfast at their consoles. Um, one of the people with a rifle uh, takes off their mask. Um, and it is one of the names that Michael said. I think Lauren was the name that you said. Uh, no? Laura, yeah. Laura. But the other one, who is still wearing a mask, uh, has it pointed at, has their gun pointed at Carrie. And there's now kind of this this tension in the room between the people who have sided with uh, with Elliot and Travis and the Doctor, and the ones who are still firmly on Maddox's side.
3: I'm gonna shoot a glance at Travis, and my eye line is just gonna quickly move towards the control console, and I'm not gonna say anything to him. Uh, I'm gonna hold up my the, the laser pistol that I now have in my hand, and I'm going to say, using my voice of authority, uh, I am going to say, look, I have been to the other side of what you are going to do here, and I am telling you that it does not work out the way you think it will. It doesn't reverse anything, it destroys Everything. Millions of billions of lives extinguished from history in a moment, and nothing returns from it. You are creating a catastrophe that the universe will never recover from.
1: Go ahead and roll uh, presence and convince with your voice of authority.
3: Okay.
0: And as the doctor is saying this, I have picked up on her visual cue.
3: Okay. Ooh, that's a good roll. I have a twenty-one on that roll, and I will say that my my goal here is less mm-hmm. to convince them, because as far as I know, maybe that's exactly what they want to have happen: is the complete annihilation of all existence. Um, I've played it Final Fantasy that I know that villains think that's a good thing sometimes. I'm trying to
1: distract them long enough so that Travis can get into position to do what he needs to do. Everyone's kind of, the ones who are still wearing masks kind of turn to look at Maddox, and Maddox just kind of doubles down and says, If we destroy the timeline, it'll be rewritten. Rewriting the universe from point one out again, and everything will be exactly as you wanted it to be. That's not how it works. There's not,
3: you don't get to sit down and code out what you want to have happen. Whatever you're going to do, you will have no control over it once it goes off. And as far as I can see from where I have been, nothing comes back from it.
1: Uh, Travis, what are you doing at the moment?
0: Uh, Trying to shut off the universe ending device attached to a nuclear reactor.
1: Okay, uh go ahead and give me uh, ingenuity and technology and I will give you a plus 4 on the roll.
0: Should I get a plus 2 for reliable plus 2 any task you are left on your own to perform by someone you trust?
1: All right, then i will look at that plus 4 up to a plus 6.
0: Okay. 24.
1: <laughs> 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 That's a very good roll. Uh That's with a that no roll, and oh <laughs> so um so the planet explodes immediately and a large rock no uh so you go back into that kind of that that black void space when you're interfacing with the computer terminal and with that role that's a very good one that's a yes and so you have you can see all of uh maddox's plan kind of laid bare you see all of it um maddox is a member of an organization called the fatalists they are a doomsday cult that exists throughout history. And their goal, as you were already aware, is to create cataclysmic Earth-ending apocalypses throughout the history of Earth in order to obliterate it from history all at the same time, and basically unravel history in its entirety. Uh, What you are able to determine from this computer terminal isn't just the locations of every other point in time, every other uh, connection that uh, that the... destruction of this power plant is also connected to all the other disasters Um, you were able to see that a lot of them are, a lot of the other disasters are also drawing power from this specific situation a lot of them are drawing power from this nuclear power plant. It's not enough to simply stop the meltdown here, you need to cut off the power supply to uh, that's going to all of the other temporal incursions to stop the, the apocalypses from happening everywhere at the same time
0: Right, okay so this is the central node, though. Yes. Okay. Uh, so Travis takes in this information, and even though time is sort of super quick and processory in there, he does sort of need like a moment to sort of compose himself, and immediately he's... Norman? Yes? Oh, boy, do we have some work ahead of us. So... Norman has this information, so I don't need to say it again. So Mm -hmm. I'd say, okay, we need to stop this one, but we need to cross-reference all of the other disasters that the fatalists were responsible for, and we need to see which of these were naturally occurring. Like, I know that Pompeii was mentioned. That still needs to happen, but we need a complete list of which are the points in time that we need to stop. And I need it, All other processes, immediately I need an answer on that one. Please and thank you.
2: It appears that this synchronizer that he's using is the main device. If you're able to disable this, then the other disasters, uh, uh, natural or otherwise, should desync. Whether or not the the fatalists give up on them, I can produce a list and provide it to you, but uh, uh, at the very least we can stop what they're doing here and now.
0: Yes, absolutely. Give me that list and let's get cracking on stopping this right now. Cause it's going to take both of us, buddy.
1: All right. So is this, is this you now trying to shut down the, the central terminal?
0: Yeah. I mean, ideally I would like to have a cascade failure. If this is the central node, then I want it. If it's networked to all these other points in, time i want to not only cause it to shut down here but i also want to shut down the ones that are ones that were caused by the fatalists like i basically i want to protect history at the same time does that make sense
1: absolutely yes um all right so i'm gonna have you do another role
0: that sounds fair in a role-playing game
1: yeah it's 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 what the role is i always assumed that's what the role in role-playing game meant
0: no, it's spelled... no, it's... Uh, you know what, it's it's
1: fine. Yeah, you it's just... Fine. yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's R-O-A-L. Roll. Yeah. I, oh, I... oh! Ladies Not and gentlemen, Not only has Elliot, but variations. now Michael.
2: have taken psychic damage. Everybody's <laughs> taking psychic damage, this, this serial. Who I am
1: playing. <laughs> Members of the audience, this is incredible. We are watching Michael experience a, a, a psychological schism in real time! Uh... <laughs> Who's Michael? Oh Here's how I will. I will. So you're gonna get your. You're gonna get your plus six for your for the buff that you had before. And I'm gonna <laughs> because this is a big ask. This is. I mean, you are trying to shut down kind of a temporal network. So the difficulty on this is going to be high. But I'm gonna have Norman give you an additional uh, plus six.
0: Cool. So, so it, you're
1: gonna have a plus twelve.
0: Great. A plus twelve, and then what uh, attributes am I rolling, or attributes skill, well, I should say.
1: You know what? Let's mix it up a little bit. Uh, let's go for ingenuity and technology.
0: Okay, so uh, you that didn't means mix I'm that only up at all. I'm only starting this roll at a twenty. So let's yeah. see how this goes. Mm-hmm. Twenty-five.
1: <laughs> really? Yes, really. Twenty-five. Twenty-five puts you in no butt. Let's stay with it. I love it. Um, so you and Norman are working furiously. If anyone else were sitting in your mind right now, which would be weird, they would see the pair of you working in tandem, moving windows, swiping against screens, the light illuminating the pair of you from this virtual space. And you, We are see a working-
3: shot of Travis sleeping at a desk and Norman walks up with a cup of coffee and shakes him <laughs> awake and
1: they get back to work there's a brief cut where for some reason you're working on a typewriter in your brain. And And it's just, it's just a lot of very, very hard work as you're working, you're identifying the network connections and trying to shut them down and coming up against firewalls and shutting them down. And, um, that you, From the outside, people are just kind of watching Travis just kind of at this terminal, kind of almost in a zen state of, like, zoned-outedness. But you can watch on this hologram globe, all these little red lights start to ping, 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 ping off as they disappear from the globe. And then, as it seems like you're reaching the end, as it seems like all of these, these network connections are being shut down, someone steps out of that darkness. And it is Maddox. It is a virtual Maddox, and he says to you, You thought you could fight my firewall? That's me, baby. Soak it in. You're not going to get all of these connections. Do you really think you can stop us? We are everywhere. Hey, Norman? Yes?
0: There's a virus in the system.
1: Be right back.
2: And Norman just, like, full speed run, charges, and, like, jumps into Maddox, much like a film that Travis hasn't seen yet, but really should, 1999's (laughs) The Matrix.
1: You watch as as Norman and uh, this virtual kind of firewall Maddox kind of... Uh, kind of go at it with each other. They are fighting. They are t- changing from physical form to digital, to electricity, to raw data. It's like a swirling cascade of pixels swarming around each other. At one minute it looks like Norman is a swarm of bee like square bees, and and then Maddox is a is this kind of looping chain of triangular polygons.
0: While that's happening, Travis pops back out, and. I want to see if this is affecting Maddox out in the real world, too.
1: Uh, Maddox is having a difficult time. Maddox looks like he's, a, he's, he's, uh, he's got the world's worst ice cream headache right now.
0: Doctor, keep everyone distracted. Dad, I need you now. Yes, son, what do you need? Come here. I, and I'm right next to you by the I, magic of audio. I, I take him by the hands, and I say, I have no idea if this is going to work, and this is going to be really weird. And Travis goes back into his headspace and he, while Norman and Maddox are having the fight, he's going to start essentially coding and he wants to find the DNA strands and, 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 and genetic strands that he and his father share and he wants to basically extend his digital mindscape to bring his father in like basically that his his father is an older PC and he's a newer PC but we still have a very similar operating system so I want to perform an upgrade to allow my father to come in because he is a nuclear engineer and he'll probably know how to shut this down
1: ah all right um I love this. you that's gonna be some story points I figured that's gonna be some story points. This is you sharing your uh, your digitized brain upgrade with your dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna make this. So this is. I would describe this as a, a serious block twist, which the game puts in the five to six story points range. I'm gonna make it the six.
0: It's good. I'm. I'm happy to pay every single one of those.
1: All right, uh, Elliot. You. There is a moment, like you are falling, where every sense in your body is kind of crackling at once. As your as your consciousness is being rewritten uh, as as everything that makes you you everything that is uh, the the soup in your brain that spark of consciousness that spark of life is being converted from an, a, an analog signal to a digital and then like an old Macintosh with that old startup sound you cut your and it's like you are experiencing senses and sensation for the first time everything is, there is a clarity to everything you are seeing, hearing, smelling that you have not had since you were a child. And even beyond that, this is, is unlike anything that you have experienced before. And you find yourself now in that digital void space, floating in the, in the inky black with your son.
0: Uh, d- deep d- breath, deep breath, deep breath.
2: Is breathing real in here?
0: Uh, it's a lot of construct of the mind sort of thing, but you'll, you'll adapt in a few seconds, but this is like that movie, the matrix. That's great. Have you seen that thing? No. Uh, Oh yeah. Dad, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm a time traveler. Okay. I, I, I know, I know I should have told you sooner, but Maddox told you that I was dead, but. The truth is, I have never been more alive. The things I've seen, the things I've done, I can't even begin to tell you, but I can share this gift with you, and I need you right now. You are a nuclear engineer, and I am not, so we need to shut this down and save, well, everything.
1: Elliot, with the upgrade you've just received, a couple of changes to your character sheet, your tech level is now six. Uh, You gain uh, Tech Sensitive and Tech Adept, and I think you already have a bond with your son, but I think that has been strengthened. I think that is now a major trait. So, working with your son, you will get a boost. Nice.
2: And I am good to go. Um, this is ing- I, I, Uh, so like, like a Marty McFly kind of situation, or is it more
0: like a quantum leap thing? What kind of? How's the time travel? It's it? a, it's a little bit from everywhere. I, I, I promise I'll explain it when we're done. It's a little Sounds bit like in Ted. Sounds like one of those weird British shows. All right, let's get into it.
1: Uh. <laughs> All right, so what is happening? What are you doing?
0: Well, do you want to jump back to the real world because I've been, yeah. I, I've been taking up a lot of time.
3: So you know sure. how you said the doctor distract them, right? So yes. we cut back the doctor, and she's saying, "So I told George, like it's too much at one time. There's two empires. There are Sith princes. There are there are the there are the the." Bendu Jedi there's just too much for people to keep track of and so I think you really need to simplify it and And that's why you know the original story it's actually funny because Utapau was the original planet that the story was told on but actually because they filmed in, in Tunisia and there was the area they actually renamed the, the the planet Tatooine in honor of the area it was being filmed around and that's why I was like you know make it like a more simple story about like a farm boy and, and he's like looking out into space and that way we can like learn about about the complexity of the universe through him and we don't need to know everything about who the bad guys are right away and it'll be a much more simple story and, you know it took a long time to convince him but I really think we got there eventually I was just like why I was like why is um why why is Anakin Starkiller and Luke Skywalker both can char- like make just condense them down into kind of one character and make it make it younger anyway it's It's really complicated, and we can cut back to whatever's happening elsewhere.
1: And then I was going to say, like,
4: Carrie is sneaking around the back, like, just doing sleeper holds on people, like, just going, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. And then, like, in between that, she's singing to herself, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. Like, just, like, as she's, like, scooching around as the doctor is just going on this, like, amazing little monologue
1: (laughs) (laughs) just beautiful we cut back to uh that virtual space as uh elliot and travis are working together to try to um sever the last links and off to the side uh norman and uh the digital magics are still just embroiled in that kind of beehive wasp hive hornet's nest swirling battle um, and you see the, 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 the kind of triangular polygons that make up, uh, the firewall Maddox. It seems like there's more of them than there are of Norman. And every now and then you can see Norman's face kind of pulling out of the, of the swarm and then being pulled back in. Um, Norman, what are you, what are you doing? Because right now, from your perspective, this is a fight that you are losing.
2: I think Norman, in one of those sort of, uh, uh physicalized, like, form, uh, moments, uh, says, uh, Travis, it's... I... It's on you now. I'm sorry. And, uh... Norman will, I think, recede within himself and the, the sort of do the, the data equivalent of self-detonate to try and take out as much of the Maddox particles as possible.
1: You watch as the the swarm of squares and triangles, there is an eruption at the core of it. And all of the squares, the kind of pixelated cuboids that were making up Norman, uh, splinter off into little smaller squares, and then little smaller squares, and then dust, and then nothing. But you also see the triangles that made up the Maddox firewall also detonate in the same way. And the you hear this almighty scream from what sounds like from Maddox uh, this kind of digitized wrought wailing of agony as the last few polygons uh, that make up the firewall uh, evaporate into the mists and you and Elliot now have f- full unfettered control of the network uh, I think you know,
0: while Travis and his dad are working, you know, Travis does keep looking up at the fight and he does flat out stop. And, you know, he's, he's saddened by the loss. But then it's like, okay, Dad, how, how, how's it coming along on your terminal?
2: Uh, and Elliot is hard at work at. Because I think he's like doing simpler visualizations. He is wiring up the equivalent of just, like, a giant on-off switch, like from a Frankenstein movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've kind of,
1: for, for Elliot, I've been visualizing, whereas Travis's visuals are all kind of very almost modern, like, displays, like Windows 95, 98. I think that Elliot, particularly because he's older, but also because he's newer to this, I'm picturing kind of more DOS prompts, like, command co- command line displays like a lot of green illuminating uh elliot space yeah he, he mani-
2: eight bit things fall off of him as he's like trying to do stuff
0: he manifests whatever it is that computer you bring up in most serials ben
2: <laughs> <laughs> the bbc micro, the BBC micro <laughs> hell yeah a beauty no it's an apple too because we're going to yeah anyway uh yeah so uh i'm uh uh, yeah, is there some sort of check Elliot should do to yeah. wire up the big switch?
1: Yeah, go ahead and give me... Uh, I'm going to make this Resolvent Technology. I'm going to give you a plus four for your uh, new technology abilities. And I'm going to give you a plus four for your bond with your son. That's pretty good.
2: Uh, I did, I got 17
1: okay seventeen is is uh uh yes but you have you're able to kind of conjure and wire up this big switch um you're still kind of new hmm. to this level of experience so you are confident it will work but you're not a hundred percent as to the extent of how effective and efficient it will be
2: Elliot is going to He's, you know, he's frustrated with the bundle of wires in the back of the thing. He thinks he's got everything connected, but he's going to... I think he looks up from the box and looks to Travis and says, it's... it's um, I feel like I'm so close, but I'm missing something. It just needs one last thing. How about you give it a thunk?
0: Dad, you wouldn't believe this if I told you, but I learned this from the best. And... <laughs> Inside the space, I manifest a -a Rencheru 5000.
1: Oh, yes.
0: And I give this thing a wallop.
1: I love it. This is definitely... uh, This would be a percussive maintenance if you had it. I don't. But I'm I'm making it percussive maintenance. (laughs) Uh, Go ahead and give it strength and technology.
0: Crossing my fingers.
1: (laughs) Are these not good numbers for you?
0: Uh it was a 7 going in and I just rolled a 9 so a 16. That's good.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's a good roll. All right, you hit it and the switch it lights up like the main street electrical parade. This thing is ready to go. Cool. What's it telling us? <laughs> oh did, did was was did you flick it by hitting it as well? No, it's just it's connected
2: now. So Okay, yeah, everything's
1: up and running. It is it is connected and you have uh, the ability to uh, shut down the power connection uh, from the core.
0: Yeah, then that's what this duo is doing.
1: All right, you pull that lever, and uh, you are kind of pulled out of the virtual space you are in um, as the terminal uh, shuts down. Every ounce of power that was going to all of the other locations uh, it has been kind of pulled back, um, and the network connections are down. Uh, the fatalists elsewhere uh, would no longer be receiving the necessary power or data to synchronize correctly, uh, which means that they can't do their plan. They can't do it. They can't, uh, they can't destroy the world. Uh, but you still have a, a kind of uh, technical issue in that the, the plant here is still uh, set to go critical. And with the computer systems down... Um, you would know Elliot being familiar with the way that this plant is engineered. you would have to right now the cooling rods are not getting cooled, so you have to phys- you would have to physically go into the reactor to lower the rods into the 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 cooling fluid to stop a uh, a meltdown basically um yeah Elliot, and you're you're back in the room
2: yeah, I think as soon as he realizes that. Elliot looks at Travis and says, get, get your friends out of here.
0: And he's going to run for the reactor. Before he does, I grab him by the wrist and I pull him in for an enormous hug. And I say, thank you. And I bop him on the back of the head to knock him unconscious.
1: Uh, Give me a strength and fighting check, please. And I'm not going to have Elliot counter roll because I don't think he sees it coming.
0: Only have a seven in total.
1: Um, Seven total is... I think because he doesn't see it coming, I'm going to make that a yes, but... In that it does knock him down, it doesn't knock him out. <laughs> it just hurts a little bit. Hey, why'd you do that? <laughs> hey! Oh, well.
0: that's That's all the time Travis mm-hmm. needs and he's going to go and dash and close the door behind him. The
3: doctor right. is gonna run up to the door and bang on it and be like, "Travis, no, I can survive this."
1: You are inside the reactor, and you can see uh, in the chamber ahead of you. You can see the 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 rods, the uranium rods. They are they are glowing with an intensity. You are at this point absorbing a lot of radiation. This is a bad time for you, um, but you can see the mechanism that would be lowering. Uh, there's a kind of a, a, like a, a metal uh kind of grid above that the co- that the co- that the rods are kind of attached to um almost like kind of scaffolding and usually this would be computer controlled but uh it is it is not presently the computer system is down, so it will take a a feat of strength to physically lower the rods. there is a mechanism. Uh, to lower the rods manually, it is two hand cranks on opposite sides of the room that need to be operated simultaneously. And it's just you. You are on your own. Until you hear a sound. You hear a sound like the wheezing and groaning of ancient engines, and materialising on the scaffolding uh, on the other side, near the hand crank, is a scholastic book fair box. And as it's finished materializing, it creaks open and out steps Parker Killian. Hey, uh, got the feeling
0: you needed some help. Understatement. Uh, You take that one, I'll take this one. Let's do this.
1: Uh, And Parker readies himself at the hand crank. And uh, we are both, using your character sheet, going to have to do a roll for this. Uh, This is going to be... Strength and uh, strength and athletics. I'm gonna call it. Um, I'm
0: gonna make the argument that it should be strength and resolve.
1: I was actually just thinking that. Yeah, strength and resolve. uh, I'm gonna give you reliable because you are technically being left to do this on your own. Uh, (laughs) Although (laughs) I (laughs) would say,
3: but no, no, she is not letting you. She is banging on the. She is like furiously trying to get in this room, uh, or she's knocking. Four times on the glass house. No, no, the doctor is like to the point where like her hands are starting to like cut open because she's banging yeah. hard. Like a kind of visual you would never see on Doctor Who, but like, yeah, and like, like, on, uh, I'll say that again. A kind of visual you would never see on a BBC program that's like running at like, but like she is like banging, like, her hands are, are blistering open because hmm. she's desperately trying to break through this door and stop what's happening and, and, and not let Travis do
1: this. Uh, you, Parker makes eye contact with you, and uh, Parker gives you a hand signal that's, that says, it's, like, he points to his eye and then points to you and then gives you a thumbs up and an okay signal and the intent of this is to say it's going to be okay whether how how however you want to react to that is entirely up to you uh, i
0: just give just a knowing nod because we are the same person <laughs>
1: uh, okay um i need the both Yeah, so go ahead and uh, what is your strength and resolve because i don't have the card it is a total of 6 it's total of 6 okay so let's go ahead and do this roll
0: uh, and you did say that this is a Reliable or no?
1: This is reliable. Um, strength and resolve.
0: So then we would each get an additional plus two on that.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So eight to be in. Okay. Yes. I have a seventeen.
1: Uh, I rolled a fifty. Um, uh, so you're turning the crank. You are. You are doing it. You can feel yourself kind of physically starting to like there's an exhaustion in your body as you're turning this crank like you have never felt so tired and it is purely because you were pro- proximity to the to the, the uranium rods um, but you're able to push through like you know what the stakes are and you're looking across and you can see Parker also try to, to kind of muscling through but you can see Parker is uh, is weakening a little a little uh, a little faster than you but is still uh, just kind of pushing on like again Parker is fully aware of the stakes Come on, come on, Parker,
0: you gotta- you gotta do it. If I can do it, you can. Come on.
1: Travis! Travis, there's gotta be another way! This isn't the
3: way to- And the doctor is just like crying at this point, just full on sobbing and like trying to
1: like stop this from happening. Uh, you- you're turning- you're both turning the crank and the rods are starting to lower into the water. And the room is now starting to fill with steam as the heat of the rods comes into contact with the cool water and and is is being cooled. And one last turn of the crank, and they're, they're lowered. And then you see Parker kind of look at you and say,
0: The Force will be with you. Always.
1: And then he slumps onto the ground.
0: I go to catch him, and I, with whatever strength, is remaining in Travis's body is going to attempt to carry him and both of them into uh, Parker's TARDIS.
1: All right, uh, you you pull him into uh, into the TARDIS, and um, Parker's TARDIS does have kind of a book fair aesthetic about it, as I recall. Um, but Parker was ready for this. There is a uh, like a little uh, wooden book table. Um, that you'd find kind of at the side, like a like a, a like a book reading couch. There's a light and there's a little table, and on that table is uh, a very old old school looking tin of uh, of uh, what look like they might be Altoids, but there's a little handmade label on the side from like a, a label maker that says uh, radiation drugs. Um, and those there they are sitting ready, waiting. Parker was Parker had planned for this.
0: Well, not listening to what. Uh, they tell you on the airline. Travis is going to give Parker uh, the medicine first before putting on his own mask.
1: All right. Um, Parker uh, uh, swallows the pill and looks up at you and says, uh...
0: "The ship out of danger. Sorry, I I couldn't resist. Just give me a second. I'll I'll get to the console and I'll I'll, I'll get us out of here." Yeah, take your time, as Travis throws up and then
1: manages to
0: put the, ma- the radiation medicine in his own mouth.
1: From the other side of the door, looking into the reactor, uh, the doctor, you you see the Scholastic Book Fair cabinet close up, and then you can hear uh, the wheezing and grinding as it fades away.
3: I immediately just... Book it to my TARDIS. I don't stop to talk to
1: anybody. I don't say anything to anybody. I just run to my TARDIS. No one is wearing their balaclavas anymore. Uh, Maddox is kind of unconscious on the ground, kind of still. And uh, the people who still have weapons are pointing them at Maddox. And uh, uh, you see one of the... As you dash past... I'm, I
3: don't see any of this. I, I am okay. laser focused. On, like you gotcha. can try it for the audience, but the doctor is not... The doctor... Yeah has forgotten everything else exists right now. She's going to her TARDIS to scan for Travis's for for Parker's TARDIS because she thinks she's yeah. trying to figure out what's happening to her friend. Yeah. But yeah, I mean to continue describing it. I don't want to cut you off, but I'm saying the doctor yeah. is not looking at any of it.
1: Gotcha. Um but yeah, the situation is kind of in control of what are now former members of the Fatalists. Um and you zip through the room past Elliot, past uh past Carrie. Uh Elliot and Carrie, what when you see the Doctor dash out of the room, what do you do? Elliot looks to Carrie and just says Go.
4: And uh Carrie most certainly takes off.
1: Carrie, you follow the doctor as she runs through the corridors back into the TARDIS. Uh with a kind of a haste and speed and an urgency that you've you've not seen from the Doctor before. Uh, doctor, you arrive in the TARDIS, carried close behind. What do you do?
3: I, I go running into the control area, like the control console, and I, I swing the monitor around me and I'm furiously searching for the Vortex signature of what just left the core, so where uh, Parker Killian's TARDIS is, and I'm trying to map its trajectory to see where it went and I'm, I'm booking it right after it.
1: You pick up that signal You can see Parker's TARDIS uh, in the vortex, and the knot that you you were detecting earlier, that knot is gone.
0: As the doctor comes running into her TARDIS and starts frantically getting at the uh, console and everything, uh, Travis emerges from where his room is into the console room. And he looks 100%. I had, and yeah, he, he steps forward and he says... I had Parker drop me off a minute and a half ago, just so I could make this cool entrance.
3: I run to him, and I just throw my arms around him and give him the biggest hug.
0: And I I reciprocate.
3: (laughs) So I grab him by the face, and I look at it, and I just go, Don't do that! And then I give him another really, really big hug.
0: Doctor, come on. I mean, I couldn't resist the Spock moment. I mean... It was right there, I mean yeah, uh
1: the phone on the TARDIS console starts to ring. It's for you, doctor. I go over to it and I I answer the phone The voice you hear on the other end of the line it's a little bit confusing because it does sound a lot like Travis, but it is not. It is Parker uh,
0: hi, doctor. uh this is Parker um i I assume you got the delivery
3: yeah, yeah, I got it.
0: Okay, cool. Um, Don't forget to rate me five stars. You'll probably get a text asking if you want to leave a tip. I'd really appreciate that. And you can recommend me to your friends and family. Oh, there's one other thing. I did a quick scan of the Fatalist systems, and it looks like there's still one event that has the opportunity of going belly up. I think you're probably the best person for the job. So how do you feel about taking a little trip to 1908 Tunguska?
4: Is that a Star Wars planet I haven't heard of? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I bet Carrie's asking if that's a Star Wars planet It's not, I checked Wikipedia I checked Wikipedia It's not, Tunguska is a place on Earth
3: uh, I guess I feel like I should go there
0: Okay, well, just, you know, one of us has to go And I'm expected back on Gallifrey
3: I, I already said I would go Okay,
0: okay, uh, alright, well, I'll, I'll let you um, I'll let you take care of that one Um, yeah Could I Could I speak to Travis before you head off?
3: Uh, sure and then I, I got Travis, um, phone, phone for you.
0: Hello. Hello? I, how, uh, how are you feeling? I mean, I felt better, but I really appreciate the save. So thank you. You're welcome. Oh, Bill and Ted, uh, Bill and Ted rules. You need to leave me a note asking me to do this or it won't have happened. Sorry, I, I probably should have mentioned that earlier. Yeah, I know. Cool. Could you do that when you check on mom? Uh, You might want to check in on her and that's, that's actually who I get the note from later. Um, so if you just want to head over and, um, and tell her I said, hi, um, oh wait, actually, no, don't tell her because it, it, it's complicated. It's, oh, I know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's it. That's, that's all I've got. Um, thanks for having my face. That is my catchphrase. I mean, we are, we are cut from the same claw. Hey, thanks for having my face.
1: Hey, thanks for having my face. <laughs> and then the, the line goes dead.
0: Before we head out, I got to talk to my dad real quick.
3: So sure. Hey, Travis, before you go, I just want to say, of all the souls I've encountered in my travels, yours is the most human.
4: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. That was that was a large honking
3: noise. <laughs> I can barely say it was straight.
0: <laughs> I mean, Travis just smiles at that. Like you know, that's he got his moment, and then I think he just you know, goes outside and uh, you know, I, I don't know if his dad is right there, but one would think maybe. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Yeah, I I'm think, not running this th- game. You tell me. I think Elliot has probably. Uh, hobbled as far as he can to uh try to keep up with uh, the Doctor and Carrie when they were when they ran out of the room. And I think he's probably at the end of the end of the hallway. Kind of where you saw him. No it's kind of a similar shot if it if we were talking cinematically. It's probably a very similar kind of shot to when you saw him at the beginning of the adventure.
0: Hey Dad. Um still alive. Uh
2: <laughs> and Elliot runs and gives Travis probably like the The 20th hug of today, slash the last five days, depending on how long he and Parker just, like, had a little adventure on the side. Coming soon. No, um, you don't have to stay, but your mother's never going to believe me.
0: I have a feeling she will. And then, since we're right in front of the door to the TARDIS, I open it just a little bit and yell inside, Hey, hey, Doctor, is it cool if I do the thing? Yeah,
3: go, go for it
0: okay dad come here check this out and I we, I, I, hope, I show him into the TARDIS why well, uh, how'd you get it large in here when it's
2: small out there
0: this, this, you're this,
2: all looking at me like I'm
0: the crazy one what this is the kind of stuff I've been doing dad so you don't have to worry about me <laughs> And definitely she's really not gonna believe me now. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. No more messing with the timeline, okay? You gotta leave it to the professionals, and I indicate to the three
3: of us. When when the when Elliot says she's never gonna believe me, I look at Travis and I go, Do you Do you want to tell it yourself? I think I do. I asked you before if you wanted to stay here when we had a chance to, and you've been through a lot since then, and the universe has thrown a lot at you, and it's only gotten more and more dangerous, and I I tend to lose people eventually on these voyages, and I rarely have a chance to actually bring them home safely when they're ready to. So, we're here, and you've lost three years of your life, and you've gained a lot with me, but we almost lost you today and if if you hadn't had a duplicate of yourself from a parallel universe who knew to come at the exact right time we would have lost you and I can't always rely on you to have your back when things go wrong and I it's your choice but
0: but here's the good news doctor you taught me how important it is for people to have your back and now it's time for me to go out in the world and teach people that you have been the greatest teacher of my life despite the fact that we've almost been killed innumerable times you showed me the world that only exists in the books and the fact that i got to experience it, to live it, to write my own story. For you and Carrie to be part of that story, to have met all of these people I never would have, to touch lives and to affect lives and to save the universe and to save the universe again and to save the universe a third time. This was a gift. A gift that I will never be able to repay you. But I will try by putting into the world the good that you delivered to mine. Thank you, Doctor. Carrie, it's too bad we never had a real first date, but I will absolutely treasure the time that we have had together. And I know the Doctor is safe, knowing that you're by her side. And I can't wait till I get to meet you again. And we can finally talk about the prequel trilogy.
4: <laughs> Here's the thing. You're really gonna hate Jar Jar Binks. Like, let me just be serious with you for half a second here. He like, what are Gungans even? I feel like you're saying goodbye. But We'll meet again. I'm sure we
0: will. I'll see you in the movies.
4: We're in a galaxy far, far away.
3: I already said my Star Trek thing, so I feel like I've got
0: my... All right, Dad. Let's go home. And... And, uh,
2: Hey,
3: hey, Travis. You were Grape.
0: And you were...
3: The doctor.
4: And I'm chaotic. Let's go. <laughs>
3: I think when Travis and Elliot go back outside the TARDIS, I look at at Carrie, and I go, "Well, Carrie, it's just you and I and our cats for now." What do, will say, be back. what do you say? What do you say we go back to 1908 and make sure they have an Earth to stay on?
4: As long as there's snacks involved,
3: oh, there are. It's fine. I, I hit a button on the console, and it's 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 the biscuit machine that that came around in the Jody Whitaker era, uh, <laughs> and a cookie a biscuit pops up. Uh, okay, uh, Joe, what's your favorite cookie?
4: Oh, you asked me a hard question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm I'm particularly fond of recently the. Chocolate chip cookies, but instead of chocolate chip, they're M&M's.
3: Okay. Uh, yeah, so, you know what I'm talking about. That's a decadent. About. So I, yeah. I, I, bang my, I hit a button on the TARDIS console, and a contraption that you've seen before, but never really knew what it did, uh, suddenly pops up, and an M&M chocolate chip cookie comes popping up out of the console uh, just for you. And the <sighs> doctor says, oh, there's always time for snacks.
4: Oh, I'm gonna just stuff my pockets full of these. <laughs> oh, too hot. Oh, oh hot cookie, hot cookie. Oh, oh, yeah, it does careful, sit next to careful. the careful. temple
3: radio. Okay. The doctor sets the coordinates for nineteen oh eight and engages the TARDIS.
1: And the two of them disappear. Travis and Elliot, you watch as the the TARDIS, that magnificent blue box that you've called a home travis for however long you've been traveling time kind of gets lost in there a little bit but you watch as it fades away you hear that grinding and groaning and the light at the top of the tardis illuminates the corridor as it fades in and out and then it disappears and it's just you and your dad standing in the corridor
3: real quickly suddenly the tardis reappears in the corridor and the door opens and the doctor has a a bag, and like, Oh, you've got your stuff. And she sets it down. <laughs> and, then, and then just like does an awkward, like, Okay, now I'm actually leaving kind of move with her arms. And then she closes the door and then disappears again.
1: <laughs> and then it disappears again.
3: Yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> that was a funny No, that's per- I love it. You've got your stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm really going this time. It's fine. It's
0: the. Inside of a a suburban house and uh, the doorbell rings and uh, a, a woman answers the door. And as she opens the door, Travis is standing there. Hi, Mom.
1: just to kind of paint a picture of what you're running through. No one is wearing their masks anymore. Everyone is, uh, anti-naxxers, that sucks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone! You can can cut that if you want. Sorry, you can take that again. Sorry, that was just, it was right there. That's just for us. We'll put that after the credits.